Our first guest is Chris Gardner, CEO of Happiness. Welcome to Office Hours, and I am so happy, no pun intended, because this guy has made millions, if not billions, happy. He's the man that wrote the book, Pursuit of Happiness, Chris Gardner, but he has a new book that I want to talk to him about. Everybody knows him for Pursuit of Happiness, and they all have heard me say, Chris, you got it wrong. There is no pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the pursuit, and I think that's what best suits your next book here, Permission to Dream. And what I love about your book, Permission to Dream, which I've actually read because you gave it to me for my airplane ride home from the greatest penthouse I've ever seen in Chicago. I'm not going to give you the address, but if you can find them, <laughs> trust me, it's worth it. Um, you, you t Chris, you talk about giving permission to dream, but dreaming not to make a reality, but to take action. And I thought that was a very subtle difference that most people say, oh, you know, have big dreams to make them your reality. You talk about turn your dreams into action. David, this, this whole book was created because of a conversation I had with my then eight-year-old granddaughter, where we got lost and stranded on the wrong side of Chicago in the worst snowstorm I'd ever seen. And all of a sudden, we got to walk home. And as we're walking, she looked up at me and she says, Papa, what's the difference between a dream and a plan? And that started this whole idea. This whole conversation turned into, Chris, what if this is the last conversation that you're ever going to have with your child? What would you want her to know about where we are, where we're from, but more importantly, where she could go? And this whole idea, David, of permission to dream what is possible needs to be as much of the conversation as what is not possible. There's no shortage of people or places to go right now to hear what you cannot do. Well, I want to be the guy to talk about what can be. So that book, David, I'm so glad you mentioned it. One thing you did mention, that book was selected by the Wall Street Journalist Book of the Month. Chris, congrats on all of your success. Why do you think so many people need permission to dream or permission to be happy or permission to do anything worthwhile or positive? I think too many times a lot of us look for external validation, looking for someone outside to tell us it's okay to dare to dream that. And you really got to look internally, okay? And I've got to tell you, a lot of folks don't dream just because they've had it beat out of them. Permission to dream is an internal component. You do not have to wait for external validation. Chris, uh, you know, your life story is, is amazing. You know, most folks out there know they made the movie on, on you know, your uh, life. But my question is, I see here that you went and did some things with the Navy recently, right? Where you went, that you, I, I think you were... The oldest recruit two, two years ago? <laughs> in the Navy? I'm not trying to talk bad about your age. I, I'm just saying, you know, oldest recruit in the Navy. I mean, you know. Let's be clear. But dreams the are real. That's right. Recruit, the oldest recruit in the history of the United States Navy. It's a big deal. Basically walked into the Pentagon, met with the chief of naval personnel, raised my right hand and said, I will. 
because I know how important military service was to me and everything that I've done the rest of my life. The mission to dream, I think, is a very powerful thing, and I really am looking forward to reading the book. But I want to tap into your three R's, rap, rep, and Rolodex, because reputation for me as, as a human being, as an attorney, like David Moreno, my name is all I have. And knowing how much I protect that day-to-day -day with my actions, that has paid dividends for me exponentially in the professional world and the personal world. So can you talk to us about your thoughts behind reputation and how to build a solid one and then how you can leverage from there? Let's go back just for a second. Let me ask you guys a question. Is anybody on that panel old enough to remember the original three R's? I'm looking at the oldest guy on the panel. Meltzer's pretty old, by the way. <laughs> Meltzer's pretty old. <laughs> I mean, I'm not already saying. You're like my dad, right? You're as old as my dad. The original three R's. No, I'm not. I'm not old enough or smart enough. I don't remember. <laughs> Stay with me a second. Your parents, your grandparents, and I, when we were growing up, we had to sing that that song in school about the three R's: reading, writing, and arithmetic. Okay. That song was written in 1792. I'm submitting that there's a new three R's, the rep, the rap, and the Rolodex. You must maintain a reputation for excellence and integrity in your business and your personal life. The rap, you've got to be able to communicate. You can have the best goods, services, or products in the world, but if you cannot rap, you'll never sell anything. And the Rolodex, again, for some of my younger friends, you might need to Google this. Before there was a smartphone, there was this big paper wheel that sat on your desk. And it was your Rolodex, your context. What we're talking about there are relationships. Relationships are everything in any business that you'll ever go into. Relationships can make things happen that money cannot. I want to talk about those relationships with children. Uh, you talked about your granddaughter and how important it was to leave a legacy, that lasting idea that could plant a seed under a tree that maybe someday you might not sit under. But even more importantly, I know you probably speak at more schools than any other uh, seven-figure speaker in the world, <laughs> but you do it voluntarily, and I'm talking thousands of schools. Uh, he's talking to millions of children. And I think about something that I learned last time I was with you, and I walked away and I told my, my young associate, I said, you know, the only thing that dies in Chris Gardner's life is limitations. And he liberates that for these children. And these limitations are what this book is about, as I read the back cover of Permission to Dream. And you shared a story about the limitations in communication. Uh, that these kids are going through today and that we have to provide and meet them where they're at so that they can feel open. Uh, and you have a great way of opening up their minds and hearts to communicate some issues that, as adults, we may not be aware of. And, you know, what have you learned from speaking to these millions of children uh, and, you know, truly giving back in what I think is your greatest gift, the incredible inspiration and education that you have, what have you learned from these children? First of all, let me say this to you, David, what I'm doing right now, this is probably next to raising my own children, the most important thing that I'll ever do in my life. We're talking with all young Americans about how you can change the trajectory of your life. I'm looking at it, David, as making an alternative investment in human capital. Okay. 
I last week alone spoke at 50 schools in New York City. Last year, we did over 500 schools all across the country. But we didn't just include schools, David. We included orphanages, children that are aging out of the foster care system, and homeless children. And last year, David, I got to tell you, I'll never forget this, December 17th. Man, I mean, I went and did a live in-person presentation at Rikers Island, the largest penal institution in the world, or one of them, okay? Live and in-person, David, and sat there and talked with young men and young women. And when you go to that room and that space, David, um, man, we could talk about that a long time. That had a lasting impact on me. But most importantly, talking with young people about what can be done. And think about it just for a second, David. Oprah Winfrey and I are the same age, same zodiac sign, and went to the same elementary school. How do we know the next Chris Gardner, or more importantly, the next Oprah Winfrey, or more importantly, the next David, is not coming and going out of these same school doors all across America right now? And I will add this, David, that we're tremendously excited about. We're not just doing schools in America anymore. We've included schools in South America and have just signed off to do our first schools in Europe. So this whole idea, dreams don't have borders. But it started right here because I'm making a direct investment in the future of this country. You're a big deal and you are doing that. And I'll tell you his biggest gift, and I've been blessed to be around this man for a long time now, is it's one thing to know all these things, but a lot of people hold it up inside. And Chris Gardner every day articulates the quantitative value to exceed what anyone asked for. He articulates a quantitative value to children, to mid-aged people like my friends here, and even old geezers like That's me. Awesome. This man is changing lives because he's capable of articulating what he knows, not just knowing it for himself, and he shares it every day. Chris Gardner, I'm coming to visit you. I'm giving you plenty of warning. <laughs> me and Jakey Bakey will be on that balcony having a sip of some beautiful sparkling water with you, my friend. Thank you so much. The incredible man, the life and story, the pursuit of happiness himself, the CEO of happiness himself, Chris Gardner. We'll be right back on Office Hours.